Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. To end the topic of motherhood on growing up female, I wanted to invite a very inspiring working mum of three onto the podcast. Her family light up my Instagram feed and always make me smile. She's raising an absolute queen and her sons are no doubt going to be the ultimate gentleman. From what I see, her and her partner work as the perfect team, raising their children, working hard, having fun and making things happen. I can't wait to find out all her secrets. Welcome to Growing Up Female, Ola Pello. Hi Connie, thanks Hi. for having me on. Thank you, I know you're so busy at the moment, um, so thanks for squeezing me in. No problem at all, we're all busy aren't we, like it's just different levels of busy. <laughs> I know, I know, no, but I just feel like you're working with so many amazing brands at the moment and um, I'm, I'm just loving seeing all the success. Thank you so much, it has been, I'm so so thankful for the opportunity, like not going to lie, I'm sure you know as well as a fellow content creator and mum in this space that behind the scenes you know it's an absolute like yeah <laughs> you have to kind of like pull all the bits together and stuff and people just see us fling up the post sometimes mm. but we do more than just fling up that post which yeah. I'm sure like, a lot of thinking goes into it. Yeah for sure I was gonna this is gonna be one of my questions I was gonna say like being self-employed is um in so many ways more flexible but it can be so much more demanding because especially for us as content creators, like we create content nonstop. So if we're not um, putting time aside to create like posts and videos and like in your case, TikToks and stuff, we're just pasting, posting, sorry, authentic like stories all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like nonstop. So how do you juggle it, juggle it all with your kids and a one-year-old? Yeah, do you know what? You mentioned it earlier, Connie. Like, I'm so thankful for Darcy. Um, mm. Obviously, Darcy's my husband. He's actually been full-time with the kids for, I think it will be definitely three years now. Um, mm. So we had this conversation at the beginning when I was, um, because before, now I work for TikTok, before I ran my own brand consultancy agency, and we found out that we were pregnant with Dream. And it was basically like, we've got to make a sacrifice as a couple where one person is going to have to be focused on the kids. And Darcy was like, do you know what? They're only little ones. I'm so happy to do this with them and stuff. And That is amazing. 
Yeah, and that's what's really helped. And now he's really so involved backstage with a lot of the concepts and the creative ideas. Mm. Um, you probably see him a lot more in stories and stuff as well because I think everyone in the family has found this their own place within yeah. the continent and like own different parts you've got um dream obviously he's only one but um he's very much like oh my god he <laughs> is so beautiful i can't even Thank honestly you. his eyes just get me every time do you know what it makes me laugh because when we we didn't have a name for him when he was born and this is how we named him dream like we had a home birth and we'd had him in the morning at eight o'clock and about five o'clock we were just sat on the sofa obviously the midwives had left a couple of hours afterwards done all their checks and we were like what are we going to call him because we hadn't found out what we were having and we were just staring at him and he hadn't opened his eyes yet and I looked at Darcy and said isn't this weird that we were sat here last night uh, and I was pregnant and now we're sat here as a family of five on the sofa watching TV it actually feels a bit of a dream and we oh. looked at each other and we're like dream yeah dream and then like I think the next morning he opened his eyes properly and we were like he just had the most dreamiest eyes and we're like yeah. weird how we kind of named him dream and stuff um, yeah do much sleeping at night wish he'd do more night <laughs> he doesn't actually <laughs> dream he just, <laughs> he just looks like one oh brilliant so I didn't act I knew that you were working with TikTok I didn't know you worked for TikTok yeah yeah I think that confuses a lot of people um even with the brands we partner with as well and then sometimes we get connected from like a professional perspective so Mm. I actually work as brand partnerships manager across it um Europe looking after beauty and tech brand partnerships. So um, most of the beauty brands and tech brands. um, uh, My main um, account is Estee Lauder. So all of the Estee Lauder companies and all the activities that they do across TikTok, coming up with the concepts with them, from the music, the creators they use and stuff as well. So, but it's funny because we fell in love with TikTok long before I was approached about the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, my background is in media and the opportunity came at the beginning of lockdown when the app really kind of scaled mm. up more people spending time at home. Um, and it just felt like a really natural transition to be able to apply what I know as a content creator and obviously my background in media as well. I used to work as um, head of brand partnerships for beauty at Global Media where it's capital. Oh, yeah extra so I was there for a couple of years and stuff as well so it's just like bringing that audio and social media all all together it made sense yeah it just feels like a perfect fit yeah and you guys on TikTok are so good it's just like you can tell you're so passionate about and you really enjoy it so you know there's nothing better than working for a brand or company that you really believe in and that you enjoy yourself totally yeah totally I love it. This, but I, I think I only watch your TikToks really because I just don't really have time. But when yours come on, your families, I have to watch them. They're brilliant. Oh, thank you. You probably know that Maya is the creative director. My five-year-old behind a lot of it. Oh, I'm gonna. I was gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you about her later. She <laughs> is just sensational. She's gonna like run this country one day. I swear to God. I'll be She's right amazing. I love what when you film her on your stories and she's like commentating like the hotel room and stuff and she's just like you know like this is this is our bed this is how you flush the toilet just in case you don't know (laughs) she goes into her own she literally (laughs) they are the YouTube generation aren't they where they've watched a lot of 
people kind of talk into camera and they've naturally picked it up themselves because you haven't it's not something you teach them and I think this is what a lot of people talk about like there's education that you learn and you sit down but then there's education from just seeing what goes on around you and letting them come into their own and be their own creative selves for sure like I was gonna one of my questions was gonna be later on but as we're talking about her I was just gonna say like have you got any tips for mums that want to like encourage that confidence in their in their daughter because that's such a big thing I'm I've obviously got a daughter and I think she's going to be a confident little thing because she Mm. seems it but obviously it's hard to tell when they're young like how do I make sure that I you know encourage it I don't ever want that confidence to be knocked out of her yeah I think it's really about having those simple conversations around like um, affirming like all the skills that they have like you know oh Maya I've noticed that you're so good at this what is it that you really enjoy about this and she'll tell you I love the music I love this because their their little minds can really take quite structured conversations if it's talking about them um and I think sometimes we make decisions on behalf of our children instead of allowing them to guide us in areas that they're more passionate about um and I think that like some people feel like you need to go to stage, stage school or you need to go to dance class or you need to. But there is, do you know that you don't have to be perfect um, and you can just have fun with it? I think that's where the confidence comes from, because you're not putting them up against situations where they have to feel like they're being judged or um, it's like a competition. It's that like just have fun with it. And once you're having fun with it, naturally you'll see it feels authentic because you don't feel like you're spending loads of money or she has to be good at this or you're Yeah, all that additional pressure. Yeah, you're just letting them be their own little people. And you see the difference between people that feel like, oh yeah, mum's paid a lot of money for this. Make sure you do this right to the people who have just come into their own those pageant mums yeah, yeah. yeah I watch that show and I'd be like oh my god I know something <laughs> you know what I, I did Irish dancing as a young girl because my older cousins did it and I just wanted to be like them yeah. and um I started doing like the competitions probably age four or five but I yeah. loved it I was just like you used to have to like point your toe and then like bow bow down um when you finish your dance I used to like yeah. flick my hair over my like my curly like wig would fly off um, <laughs> but we had to like glue our socks to our legs and oh, wear wow. fake tan and I was like such a young girl yeah. but mum just did it I don't think mum thought much about it but she couldn't wait for me to quit <laughs> yeah. she couldn't yeah. wait for me to be done with it I think because my I have three brothers that all played football at quite high levels and um, I, I think she knew I wasn't going to become a river dancer. So mum mm. and dad would just wait for me to quit. But yeah, we I had to like wear the, have the full works and it was expensive as well. And I think it's even more expensive now. Oh, and nice. I just think with Macy, I'll just see, right, what do you love doing? And I'll probably get her to try everything, um, obviously, if she wants to. And then, yeah, that's that's the important thing is making sure that they're enjoying themselves, isn't it? Yeah, and I think you hit a really, really valid point there that you can think back to the experiences you had as a child. So I feel like mm. the advice that, you know, you asked me the question, what advice would you give to mm. other raising girls? It would be the advice you would give yourself as a mm. young person, like having that conversation internally with like, how did I feel when mm. I like, what sort of things would I have enjoyed a little bit more rather than trying to live our own dreams through the kids? It's mm. like, how did I feel when I felt like I was being pushed into this? And just kind of making sure that we're not becoming 
we're not doing the same things over and like we're not re, like, yeah. repeating history we're more like letting them lead us kind of thing um mm. and really reminding them that like they're their own people like just mm. like we, outside of mums we are you are connie before like you are mum mm. like i'm ola before i'm like maya's mum and stuff it's like really finding that in- individual spark that get some really going you know that fire that passion and stuff and letting that yeah take 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 them away kind of thing yeah 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 no I love that and we we're we're talking about girls but actually I love how modern your family is in the sense that Darcy's what you would call a stay-at-home dad Hmm. um but in some ways staying at home with the kids is the hardest job of all um so like but obviously like still there's probably a lot of men that would just wouldn't do it mm. um and women and vice versa I think it's becoming a lot more common now because women and men are becoming a lot more financially equal mm. um but in terms of your boys so I I had I grew up with my three brothers and one thing when you said to me just then was don't repeat history I did feel growing up that my brothers got a lot away with a lot more stuff domestically mm-hmm. and it was very much like oh Connie I you know the boys haven't done the dishwasher or haven't done the ironing that I asked or whatever can you do it and mm-hmm. I, it was always I felt like it was because I was the girl I had to do it yeah and that's something I don't want to relive how are you with the boys and the girls are you all the same do you think you're going to be you're a bit different do you think you need to be different do you know what that's such a good question because I think like because we have a cross fusion of cultures obviously our African culture as well as being raised mm. like, in the western society like for me it's about redefining societal norms on two sides on both cultures because in the African culture it's unheard of like with Jarcy kind of being very kind of hands-on with the kids and being at home yeah charge of the homeschooling and stuff and it means that you get a lot of pressure when you make those decisions as a family where it's almost like oh, why is your husband doing that? And you have to learn to drown out the noise because if you let people's um, opinions like affect how you make decisions, I think that's when we start living for other people and forget yeah. to live for ourselves. I love that. So, um, redefining these roles means that Maya has seen me, like I'm sat here in the annex speaking to you, like she sees that her dad's full on and stuff, but she knows that there isn't anything that she can't do um, as a girl. And mm. she doesn't ever see me kind of, I don't know, like say, oh, you should know different because you're a girl. Even mm. statements like that, or you should do this, or girls should be the one. We mm. may say it, like it might be quite like unintentional, but because of what we've heard before and repeating it, we don't realise how we are, even things like colours, when they choose toys and stuff, mm. like, we shouldn't really impose what everything says is, this is for girls, this is for mm. boys. Like that's, I think it's up to us as mums to let them be free and mm. just like, okay, role defining comes from whatever their capability and skills where that lies if she wants to go out and become a builder let her become a builder you know you know know? like just because it's bob the builder don't mean it can't be susie the builder you know like we have to just kind of start changing those conversations around what what we've been taught is like okay girls should do the ironing girls should do make the dinner girls should do this by our dynamics at home and um, the conversations that we're having as well. But equally with the African culture, the firstborn is the person, whether something happens and it was your brother that does it, 
like everything falls on the firstborn. You should know better. You're the firstborn. You should do this. You're the firstborn. And again, it's like trying to understand that I'm not going, I've been through that where like responsibility always fell on me as being like one of three. So yeah, just trying to change that. So it's like there's equal accountability. That accountability piece is so important because when the boys grow up to be men, you don't ever want them to feel like they're less accountable than females, which is something that happens now. Like naturally. That that comment where people say, oh, it's a boy thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that accountability, definitely, I think we are a little bit different, but I feel like a lot of people have adapted to how they have these conversations and making sure that their boys and girls are raised as confident children, as Mm. opposed to talking about just girls or just boys. Mm. Yeah, and I and I and I think that's really important. I've seen a lot of mums um, with boys on social media talking about how they're going to raise their son to be in touch with his emotions and things like that, which is another really important message because mm. of suicide rates amongst men and young men um, and that pressure to be a man and to man up. Um, you know, which we've heard a lot in previous generations. So it's nice to it's nice to hear that as well. And that's something I've definitely taken on board if I am ever blessed with a son. Um I I I definitely, you know, I I'm really inspired by how your family is. I know I only see um, you know, a percentage because it's on social media, but mm-hmm. I just love how the dynamic is and I can see how equal everyone is and how there is isn't a role for, you know, dad mum like it's all just blended in so nicely if that does that make sense yeah it makes sense but I feel like it's so important if you wouldn't mind me going on to the point as well because as boys like there is a black boys especially there's an element of protection that I feel as a as a black mother is so important when it comes Mm. to changing how they will be perceived in society Mm. it's something that I may not necessarily have control over but like with every bone in my body, I believe that raising children who are confident to walk into rooms and feel like they can take up space and not feel like they are any less worthy mm. to be there because of the colour of their skin is so mm. important to me. And that also includes like making sure that they're quite social people and having mm. friends from all walks of life. It's mm. not about just having people who are just like you because what fun is that like I really do go out of my way to make sure that like I mean I'm quite a chatty person anyway but I just love finding out about other people and I want my children to be able to fit in but you know not fit in but be able to not feel like I can only speak to this person because they're of this level of or they live in this certain area and Mm. stuff like that so it's so important to me to to raise like black boys that 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 feel confident that they won't just because they're wearing a tracksuit won't be like mistaken as a thug or something like that because they have they can they can hold a conversation and they can just like defend themselves but in an education like there are ways to defend yourself but that doesn't include being physical Mm. and I feel like that intellect there is where I believe that we are really trying hard at home to make sure that our children challenge norms by what they know and just like and how they show themselves in whatever situation behind closed doors like you know we say the same stuff Mm. I love that it's so true and you know what it's made me think about the Black Lives Matter movement and how that's encouraged me to, well, that encouraged me firstly to um, be more, I went to a really multicultural school and mm. had loads of friends from all walks of life. Um, and, but I just didn't, I never stayed in touch with loads of them and I'm really gutted about it. Um, mm. 
and it wasn't on purpose but I think that naturally like we just went into these little groups and I was friends with all the groups but I still everyone that was similar to each other stayed with each other yeah and even when we left school they went you know still socializing their little groups and I really wish I broke that barrier more but I think I was just uneducated and unaware of actually what was going on um and the Black Lives Matter movement really opened my eyes and it made me um like I, I sort of look for people on social media to follow that mm-hmm. weren't like me like and that's how I actually found you and I'm so glad and so much positivity has come out um of that movement for me and I've done so much um uh, I've educated myself so much watched so many documentaries read so many posts followed some amazing people so I love what you've just said there and I just wondered like how your thoughts are now after that movement obviously it's not a trend whatsoever it's something that needs to be constantly talked about how do you feel about the whole thing now um do you know what I've always been quite confident to talk about being a black mom or being a black female in corporate life um, on my platform. But do you know what I feel has been the biggest change is the amount of people who are now willing to listen. And it's that willingness to listen that is going to drive change. The same people have been having the same conversations. And now it's just that the audience are more primed to engage and yeah. do, like you said, educate themselves a little bit more, yeah. which motivates, like, I think, black creators to be like, so it's not education is like visibility is education I mean by just by seeing certain things and being exposed to black families and cultures and food and the fact Mm. that a lot of the stuff that they do at home is very similar or whatever it really does connect us all um and I feel like it is obviously a lifelong conversation. It's something that, yes, there's change happening. Is it all done? Is it finished? No, I think there's yeah. so much work to do. And just like this, we've done a big campaign at TikTok um, called Black History, Black Present, Black Future. Those mm. conversations have to start connecting. And and that goes beyond just like talking about a hashtag or kind of mm. being able to repost it's like you say, it's like actively, like what sort of literature, what sort of books, how do your children feel about being around like um, other black children? How do they feel about being different and stuff? Mm. And for me, it's sort of like Maya asked questions like, um, because she, I think she heard a track about Black Lives Matter. And then she did say, she was just like, yeah, what is this all about? And those conversations for black people, the black community is getting more and more younger because you feel like there's only so much protecting you can do because Mm. they'll hear it anyway and stuff and they have black history month at school Mm. but even things like her being confident in her own hair and being able to like Maya will always want to have an afro out but for reasons that I had as a young person where I was like I don't want that attention I kind of reflected that onto her and I'd be like no Maya um have your hair like this and I needed to stop that because I'm Mm. like we're all trying to change and we're all trying to have conversations I can't limit her based on my experiences I need to educate her and empower her with the information that she needs so that even at five she can have conversations and confidently set boundaries and say please don't squeeze my puff my afro puff please don't touch Mm. my hair don't walk past and just like like because you know Mm. it's like people cross boundaries just because of their inquisitiveness but for Mm. children they're allowed to put boundaries in place as well Mm. Um, and I think teaching her that 
there's been a lot of education, not just with like outside of like non-people of color within the black community as well for Black Lives Matter movement. I think that brought a lot of things to light um, and stuff. But I'm noticing change. I'm not noticing that audiences are feeling more comfortable to reply without feeling like they have to tread on eggshells, which is the way it should be. People should feel free to be able to ask questions. Um, Not everybody is probably as open as discussing it, and I'll put that out there um, as I am. But everyone has their own approaches and no one, not, not one way is the wrong or the right way. You know what I mean? I'm more mm. open for a chat. Some people shut it down, but it's just realising it depends who you speak to. But the yeah. pain points is still the same. But the different experiences might reflect in how certain people respond to it. Yeah, some people around. might be experiencing past yeah. trauma or stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, see, with me, it was like... Um, learning about it and being aware of it and seeing the odd movie but not realizing that people were actually still suffering as a result Mm. like that was where my ignorance was and um I didn't realize that until this happened I was like oh my god I because I'm not racist and my family are and I just thought like everyone was the same like Mm. it's for me it baffled me that there was people actually being killed because they were black or being accused of being like a drug dealer or a thug or whatever because Mm. they were black because I would just never would never do that so for me, it was just being naive and ignorant and like, you know, and then being like, whoa, I really need to like um, get out my bubble. Mm. Yeah, no, def- it's so funny. It's like you say, it's different experiences. We all exist in the same world, but we all come home and sit down and worry about things like, I mean, even little things like if I'm going to the petrol station and this is things that people, probably non-people of colour would probably never think about. And the respect you would get if you walked into a shop or if I walked into Hatton Gardens and I just and I just felt like wearing a lounge set or whatever and being followed round, being told like, oh no, those are that's the expensive range. And um, can you look at this range because wow. that would be, be within your budget? Yeah. And assumptions being made based on the colour of your skin that always yeah. baffled me. But it always still gave me an opportunity that when I walked into rooms, being like feeling quietly confident about the fact that look, I know that I deserve to be here. Like I knew that I would leave that room imparting a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of education based on the way I was or based mm. on what I did with um, that conversations there. So it's it's interesting because even those little pain points there, like, okay, how... Um, yeah, how am I perceived when I go to a certain place? Like people can say that you're being overly aggressive because you're like passionate and it's like the angry black woman syndrome and stuff. Mm. Like, you know, but it's, we're moving on. We are moving on, but there's still work to do. And I think that would be like how I feel like there's definitely still work to do. And we owe it to our children because like my mum used to say as well, like we are such a fruit salad of a world. Like what point would it be a fruit salad with just one fruit in it? Like mm. it doesn't add to the overall and being knowing that that the full taste comes by acknowledging that we all bring something different to this world and mm. feeling comfortable enough to kind of venture into the unknown conversations to educate yourself. That's where true kindness is shown. Mm. Kindness just is in an, in an act is having taken time out and like investing your time to kind of see from other people's perspective what their lived experiences are and then having action points to follow up like how am I going to contribute or how am I going to make a difference in this space 
um that I now know that there's been quite a bit of injustice and stuff and yeah yeah so yeah yeah no it's it is such an interesting topic and I love your view on it I, I've spoken to a few people about it but I love how how you've worded it. it 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 almost simplifies it for me but I also feel not sad but I also feel a little bit like I wish that you I feel like is there an element of pressure of there that you feel like you have to walk in the room and make and make a diff a difference or make um you know leave a mark on people because you feel that pressure to impress massively you're black but I, I that makes me sad because massively. like I don't I wouldn't want you to feel like that I would want you to just come in a room and just like chill like be like just relax like not have that pressure on your shoulders and obviously for your kids as well like I would I just hate that people have to f- feel that way but yeah um you know it's funny because we had it I was on a panel yesterday and it was quite a few other senior people at TikTok and it was um, a guy, guy called Trevor Johnson. He was ex-Facebook, quite senior, and now he's the director of Europe at TikTok um, for marketing. And he said when he makes a mistake, sometimes it's almost like I can't make this mistake because I'm letting my whole race down. Mm-hmm. And it's like all black men are like that or all black men do this. or, or And it's the same. And it's almost like when like it could be something little as like you write a document or you say something and there's a spelling mistake and then you remember you have flashbacks to a time when someone thinks they questions your ability to understand the English language based on the color of your skin and you're like but if that hadn't been a black person would you have questioned the fact that are you equipped to speak the English language just because there was an error so there are there is that pressure and I don't think that pressure will ever go away for my generation anyway maybe I think it will alleviate a little bit off Maya's generation but for my generation that is that is going through years of being at school and getting full marks in my Macbeth English literature and having the exam board saying we're not sure that you were able and also I did this in an exam room how the hell and they having to say we're going to have a read we're going to have a remark of this to double check. And then in the end, my paper being used as, as an example paper, because it was to the standard, but they they were quite adamant that, no, how can a black person or a black girl be able to fully grasp the English language like this? It's impossible for her to have got top marks in this. And putting me through that trauma of feeling like you're worth and your capability was questioned based on the color of your skin and had to be remarked and then come back and say it that that affects you a lot um Mm, like you've got to work double hard yeah yeah and that's just an example there I mean I don't ever like to make a statement without an example but that was an example and Mm. like and it takes away the celebration when you are finally told that oh actually it was great you're like but you thought you still don't feel good enough do you yeah 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 but I've stopped for a long time now seeking for validation because it's not about searching for the spotlight and showing people what you've got because eventually that spotlight will find you and irrespective of like you being a black woman or not your 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 um skills and what you're capable of will shine through um Mm. yeah and it's a process and I think it toughens you up on the journey but it's definitely a process that you hope is easier for your children. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The three kids, how different are they? Are they all really different in their personalities? Because I know we've been talking about Maya and how confident she is. And, and how and how do you adapt to those three different personalities? Okay, so this so, so Maya in a nutshell, she she commands attention. She has this air of like it's not like look at me like she's showbiz, but she definitely is confident in her ability to try something. I mean, when we went to Drayton Manor at the weekend for Dream's birthday, mm. she was getting me on all the roller sco- roller coasters. There was one that she was like jumping up and asking the woman, she was like, oh, but if I come back tomorrow, will I be tall enough to go on this kind oh. of, she, she's a go-getter. And yeah. I don't know whether that is taught or people are born that way because some of the things I feel like I can't even take credit for because <laughs> she was just really just come into her own um Mike Remy my middle son I call it he's a juggernaut like he will literally like but he loves building things but he he was born after my mum passed away um and she passed away two months before two and a bit months after um my mum passed away. That's when Michael Remy was born. And I don't think I spoke to him as much as I did when Maya was born because okay. I just held on to him because it was like this was my little gift after my mum had left. And mm. I was really, I'd say quite mute. I didn't say much. And I didn't have, and that's why that interaction and communication early is so important because yeah. he's only recently started talking. And for a while I blamed, and I think like to an element, I still do, but I didn't give him as much it's weird you say this, like as much love or as much I didn't pour it, like I was just, I wasn't all there, like mentally mm. thinking about the fact that, okay, yes, I've got this baby, but I would never let anyone hold him, but I was always super quiet. Mm. Um, Remy you were grieving, like, but also celebrating at the same time. That's yes. a really hard yeah. way to feel. Yeah, yeah. But now he just wants the same sort of, he wants to be given that confidence. Like, come on, Michael Remy, he loves building things. He stacks things up all the time. Like, if there's a bit of DIY in the house, like, he sits there and he just looks at this oh, bit yeah. of paper as if he could do it himself. He's going to be so, a little engineer or something. Yeah, yeah. But I took a while, it took me a while to notice what he was good at. And I feel like I blamed myself for a long time. I threw oh, myself don't. into work. I missed his first steps because I was like always at work and stuff and I think that guilt when you like but it was now I kind of tell myself it was okay you were going through things but you're still here now you can't mm. go back to 
to those moments where you felt like you weren't present, but what you can is make a difference now. Mm. Um, and yeah, just getting him more involved in stuff. And you can see he's got such a gorgeous nature, though. He seems like quite calm and gentle. I don't oh, know. That would be right. can, I, can I crush that? He's not. Oh, calm. is he not? Oh, maybe in your stories he goes a bit shy. Yeah, he's not calm because he's very like he wants to get everything and play with everything now. But yeah. he's definitely gentle. He wakes up every morning and he tells me, "Mummy, I love you so much," and he oh. comes in and stuff. But he's not calm. Like one okay. thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, he is seeing him like over the, even the last week or two. Do you know how they change so much over there? Yeah. And stuff. Like he's very much like. He has no concept of danger. Like he started climbing over the, but it's, I think it's just oh a baby God. thing. Yeah. He Fearless. knows the baby and he gets a lot of, like if anybody kind of moves something because it's small or he might kind of like um, put it in his mouth, he kind of looks as if like, but it's me. Like, do you know, you can just tell that, but I feel like he's got a bit of a shy nature. Dream has actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're all so different. And I think just allowing them to become their own people is so, so important and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll go on to your next question because you know that like, I could talk. You can talk about no, it. No, I know, no, but I, I do find it so interesting because I'm getting a bit broody now, and I'm like, oh, I, I love how you've got three kids and they're all so different, and you know them all so well. I love that. I find that really like enticing. Um, but my next question was actually because this is probably more for me than the listeners. What was the easiest transition? Zero to one, one to two, or two to th- three? Like, how how have you found it? Two to three was the easiest. One okay. to two was so hard. Like <gasps> they had like different needs, and this is me just keeping it real because you had yeah, some mummy, 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 mummy because they've got come into their own. Depends what the age gap is. And my I think was like two and a half, and yeah. then you've got someone who just needs you to feed them and everything, and they can't do the same things yet. Mm. Two to three because those two can keep themselves company, kind of thing. Okay, yeah, up a little bit more to be more present with the baby and do things with the baby because they're either on the rug playing with like trains or whatever or watching a show together or in the tent together um so definitely I think two to three was just like oh we've just added in another one and yeah I'll share this on here like um but nobody really knows but we're getting them a, a lab um a labrador for um we're getting oh. only two weeks old now and we've yeah sorted it out because we wanted to get a dog so it's going to be like even more crazy in the house (laughs) December um it's the most gorgeous we haven't named him yet but um so um, like maybe next time you can ask me what the transition is from three to four from having like (laughs) (laughs) honestly I think dogs are hard work you know (laughs) yeah I I bet I do you know what I'm not underestimating it but we live next to the most gorgeous woods that I just kind of yeah no of course as well and and I know the kids will love him it'll be a massive surprise they so heard it here first though <laughs> yeah that's amazing and I think the pandemic has made everyone like appreciate the outdoors so much more yeah yeah so yeah, I think a lot of people have um, invested in dogs because it's made them just realize like how effective just going for a long walk is mm. yeah what, and- what, what do you guys like to do to just like chill out with each other and like have fun or what do you like to do as well for your own like self-care and me time if you ever get any well to chill out and have fun do you know what usually sets us off somebody asks Alexa to play one track and then it becomes like a whole little 
hour to the next song to the next song and I think you got like you guys on social probably feel like you see a lot but you probably the fun parts of when you can't remember to pick up your phone because you're having so much fun and stuff as well and that happens naturally at home when it's like Alexa play this and then Darcy's dancing and I'm like oh my gosh do you remember this by Top Loader and then the kids are like play kids bop and then we go crazy for kids bop and stuff and then we're just like all right should we get something to eat now so I think (laughs) music for us has always been a massive escape and we try and like yeah have moments where we just kind of dance we're really really into games and stuff as well like bop it we can play yeah the like, kids love who they love guess who um like those little sort of things so really taking it back to basics and taking mm. like not deliberately taking away screen time but in a way like seeing how much joy comes out of when you're just paying attention to each other and playing things like go get, playing board games like guess who is like the kids love it yeah no that's 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 really good I can't wait for Macy to have siblings so that yeah because I know she, I, well she hasn't really seen many kids yeah. because she was one at the start of the first lockdown and I had only just started going to groups then so I think that's another reason why I'm like thinking of number two that I know that she would just thrive of having company because she's such a social little thing that like when we go to the park for a walk she, she says hi to every single person that walks past yeah um yeah. so yeah and then when I when I see your two playing with each other I totally get what you mean why it could be like easier to go from two to three because they mm. haven't got each other my mum says that about having four she said having Bradley the youngest was actually quite hard uh, going from three to four because she did it a bit too soon because my mm. my basically my dad's mum my mum's mother-in-law basically booked my dad in for the chop oh wow <laughs> I know she was like you can't be having any more kids so my mum squeezed Bradley and she told my dad she was on the pier <laughs> Like she's gonna kill me for sharing this. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I know, so I think there's about fourteen months between me and Brad. Yeah, yeah. Um so she said that was really hard, but um obviously I think you can tell that he's the youngest and that we we all brought him up kind of thing. Yeah. yeah um yeah. and you just you, you become more relaxed and confident as a mum, I guess, as as the more kids you have. Yeah, yeah. I'm not totally opposed to a number four. And I think me and Darcy did have a chat about it. That if it happened, it happened. And, yeah. Um yeah, I just I'm like, I love You guys four. have such a good dynamic going on. I love it. Like your teamwork. Um it's great. But do you know what Darcy? He is that he keeps it real. Like he even with the brand partnerships and stuff, he's very much on it. Like Ola, you need to pick this link. You need to do this. If you had a look at this, and he's got a, like my WhatsApp is like, have you done this? He's on it. Like it's very That's much funny because a lot of the creative concepts that probably I do the editing of course I might feature in it he we would have chatted about it of an evening he's like oh right I've seen this thing how do you think we can do it like there was a mm. Tesco one FNF shoot one and we popped out of a magazine his idea totally but he he didn't know how to bring it to life yeah like, I see like, so it was, was yes yeah, so it was nice. like he had a part of it and I was just like I know how to do that like we can literally do this and like there's like the technical aspect but then he's almost like the thought starter with a lot of the pieces as well so yeah, yeah we'll watch youtube videos together when the kids go to bed just trying to learn a new camera we've bought or something and just trying to level up on the content and really putting the time into it or we see one thing we'll put a note down and be like okay next time we get a brief and it's something to do with that we can use that just kind of storing up creative mm. ideas um it's definitely a tip that I would like um give any creator to kind of like whatever you're inspired by stick it in notes you never know you never know when you can refer back to it yeah for you to use it 
I'm going to take that tip because I'm with an, a salesman. He's an electric. He, he's an electrician, but he's an electrical salesman now. And mm. when I asked him to take my photo, oh my gosh, I might as well ask Macy. So, <laughs> so I haven't got I haven't got the same partnership as you in that sense. So it's very much like me and then me going to my mum. Right, mum, stand right in that spot. And yeah. hold your hands here, and yeah. you just press that button. That's how I create my content. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, we. <laughs> I did a lot of self shooting until Darcy was like, when it's to do with the kids. Oh gosh, that can be like, yeah, yeah you know, that is easy with the kids and stuff. Um, and I think he was just like, right, I need to learn. I really want to learn with like the photos and stuff and ISO and how to do this and do that. And yeah. I'm like, if you're learning I'll learn alongside you yeah um, and I he could see the potential and like yes. you know it's proving to work because you guys are doing so well I love uh, I just I'm just really enjoying all your content so it's definitely working yeah thank you and no, I'm grateful for him I'm just grateful for him because but I'll be completely honest like because do you know when you're just overwhelmed by the opportunities and you just like that it just takes a little bit of extra hard work and late nights to start mm. seeing like things come through because mm. way back when when we moved into the house and stuff it was it was a struggle running the agency running your own business and stuff and we'd have times where we were just like oh gosh like what are we doing kind of thing and now it's becoming a little bit easier you're just like we've worked hard for this and mm. that's what I want everyone whoever's listening to this like like I think sometimes we're afraid to share our successes just in case people think that we're showing off or mm. we're afraid to talk about a time when it wasn't as good as it is now. Like mm. looking back at that keeps you humble, to be honest. It keeps yeah. you so grounded. And I think it's so important to understand that if there's anything that you can share that will help anyone who is early on in their journey, it's free. Share it. Because mm. making someone's life a bit easier, the universe re- rewards that sort of stuff. Like it's yeah, very yeah. much about like pour out positive energy, you get it back so much more. But you do it without expecting anything back. And one of the most expensive things, but costs nothing, that you can give something, give someone is your time. Mm. Um, and it does become harder when you feel like you've got so much going on. But in this social media space, there are so many people who are looking to be inspired and just taking that extra time to create content that's that's not only like showing off what you have, but say, I'm not selling you anything. I'm just letting you know that you can have this too. And that's what I really hope that people get from our platform. Like it's it's not about, we're not selling, we're, we're selling the experience and that's free. Um, mm. The dream is sold, but like the struggle is obviously sold separately. Like people don't see like all the hard work and stuff, but if you've made the mistake before and you can help someone not make that mistake, I'm here for it. That's what I'm mm. here like. I'll stay in my DMs for hours just chatting to people back and forth. And, um, sure. yeah, people have told me when they've been trying for ages and, like, I've celebrated. They've DM'd me their first scan photos. So what people don't see when you get certain bits of engagement are the relationships that you're building behind the scenes. Yeah. And those are the people that keep on sharing and little do you know you've gone through their trying to conceive journey with them you've gone through them grieving a parent and stuff and that's Mm. that backstage stuff that any content creator right now adding value in those dm conversations that's where Mm. you're going to see people that are going to show up for you when it comes to like your feed and that's not why you're doing it but they show up because you showed up for them yeah yeah no i have people i talk to every single day and i've never Mm. met them Mm-hmm. and they've been there for like years it's yeah it's 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 nice yeah. um but I I also like 
I've been getting, a, I asked people about Instagram and how, because we're talking about obviously people showing up for us and you know who people are that are liking your posts and, you know, you know, trust your advice and what your advice, like products, etc. Yeah. But then I got a lot of people saying to me what they hate most about Instagram is all the ads now. Mm. And this really, like, I just want to, we're coming towards the end of the podcast, but I wanted to get your stance on this because I personally feel that it's a bit unfair on us that people feel that way because we are working so hard to create this content. And like you said, they don't see a lot of the behind the scenes, which isn't their fault. If you're not a content creator, you don't actually know what goes into it. Um, And we create a lot of free stuff as well, more free than paid. Yeah. And what do you feel about that and people hating ads and therefore probably not supporting them? Because sometimes you can find that sometimes your ads don't get as much engagement as like your just genuine posts. Yeah. Do you know what? I think it's like each to their own because if people don't, not everyone's going to like what you're sharing or whatever. And I see that people have started doing that whole, obviously I appreciate your support with my ads and this is, yeah, that's fine as well. But I think, this, this is a difficult one I'm going to keep it honest like yeah like you can't please all of the people all of the time and yeah. I think that's where that anxiety creeps in thinking that why aren't these people engaging because we have like, like when we go away as a family our story views go through the roof but it blows mm. my mind that so many people have watched it and then it could be during the week and my desktop positivity probably gets half of that but the quality of the conversation. So people, like, I think, like, we have to feel like not everyone's going to want to tune in and watch the same TV station, like, all week. They'll tune in when they feel like tuning in and expecting them to be engaged 100% of the time is not realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, just kind of be, like, with the people who say they hate ads. I don't think it's particularly fair, but they're also entitled to hate it if they feel like they've come on here to have fun. But yeah. if they know that they can come back at the weekend and it'll probably be more of the bath times with the kids or hair and stuff like that, then they'll come back at the weekend, which is what we notice. And during the week, the people who are maybe working mums or working professionals tune in for if I do like desktop positivity. Yeah. And- work related stuff so I know that you know sometimes you have to split your audiences up and understand that not everyone is going to support every single type of ad because your audience isn't full of the same people um and if someone doesn't like ads then I encourage them to unfollow you like unfollow me like I've done it in the dms a lot recently um like some people feel entitled to what you should be sharing on your platform and there was a particular um story we shared at the weekend when Maya said oh mummy daddy took um some of your coke and Darcy was like no I didn't and he was like and she said yes you did and um Darcy said Maya you're such a grass and it was just in the banter way you know our family yeah I'm not a grass and if I got a message from a woman who said you shouldn't be teaching your children that lying is okay and it's okay for oh my god women um that if your daughter is noticing an injustice then she should should she should have faith that her father will believe her if she said something like that not to be um kind of told to shut up and not speak about it so there is that element of people will always feel entitled to an opinion on your platform so whether they hate ads or whether they're commenting on your parenting skills and stuff we can't take it to heart we can't take it to heart and we need to focus on getting the people who engage with us to engage more authentically and more regularly than trying to get the new people to kind of like love us as much as the people who've known you from the very beginning. It's yeah, going to take time. And 
I always say thank you for every unfollowed person. You say thank you because they weren't people engaging in the first place. So you, yeah. you let them go and you say thank you so much for your time here um, and I'll see you later. But you get comments like that and I'm always happy to have a conversation with that person. But my re- response on this occasion, and you know, Connie, I rarely get annoyed. And that is me, mm. like genuinely, rarely get annoyed. I was like, don't you ever, and it was loads of ours. And I said, and I mean ever, come into my DMs and send me a message like that. This mm. is my platform. We've spoken before and stuff. And I was, and then she sent a massive apology saying that she, um, her daughter was being bullied at school and it was because she's being called like goody two shoes and stuff. But I understand there's trauma, there's triggers and stuff, but it doesn't mean that it gave yeah. her the right to comment on something like that. Mm. Um, and like, I will have conversations with people, but it's just... Yeah, sometimes it's okay for us. We're only human, and I've heard you say it before on your platform, but it's okay to lose it. I said, don't you ever, and I mean ever, don't care, (laughs) come on my DMs and come to me like that. It's not going to happen. This isn't a place for it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it it is our platform at the end of the day, and we can Mm -hmm. protect it, and we can defend it. It's it's our lives. Yeah. And I I had to do that the other day as well because a woman told me that I I make women, I'm going to make start making putting women off having children because um I make it look like it's not possible and that we we can't do it and that it's just really hard and it's a basically not worth doing and all this rubbish and that her sister's got two kids and never complained so I should um, take a leaf out of her sister's book so yeah I just I I just um get told her what I thought and I blocked her and it made me feel really good actually that I have that control you know yeah definitely I mean I now you can also remove them as a follower so I just kindly realized like um let me do you a favor I've removed you as a follower you don't need to comment on this don't it mm. won't on your feed and I think that in itself makes makes them think about it a little bit more and then she like that particular woman ended up following me back and I'm just like but she and it was the fact oh, that so you can make them stop following you you don't but not block them yeah yeah you okay. can follow her so I was just like you know what um she's like but I've always been huge fans of yours and it makes me upset that you're upset with me and I was just like but yeah mm, I think they want your I think sometimes they do want your attention as well so it's like yeah. They do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, I have literally enjoyed that so much. And I think it's like one of my favourite episodes to end the topic of motherhood. Um, I obviously have been following you for probably six months or more now. But getting to know you over this podcast has been so rewarding. Um, and I can't wait to follow you even deeper. And maybe one day I can come around for dinner. Because oh, you're, yes. Because you're, you're all about the cooking as well. I right? am. I am. We did like a like a little cooking session together. Like, so should. There's all this stuff that if it was a bit normal, like I'm always up for that collaboration, meeting up and kind of yeah. sharing once once we can go into friends household i am coming over and i need you to teach me how to cook i haven't even tried plantain before no way (laughs) you have to i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you some to your house (laughs) oh please i yeah i really want to come over like i 
I well to be fair I, I lost my sense of taste and smell because I got COVID two weeks ago yeah. um, and it just came back today so oh. I am so ready for some flavour in my life yeah no, definitely like the only thing is that I don't know if in case you might have some of your audience that call it plantain or plantain it gets very debatable oh what should I call it oh gosh you can call it whatever but even okay. you get called it it's plantain plantain the the Caribbean uh, people from Caribbean heritage usually um, if you go into a Caribbean shop to order food and you're like sorry can I have plantain as an African they're like sorry what is that and they oh, know okay. that. Is, that proper, is it proper British to say plantain no no it's like more like I think it's more like African and plantain and then there's this whole argument about is it mountain or mountain mountain oh it's just the way they pronounce that a-n yes A-I, sorry. So it goes into the whole verb and, and like it goes okay. very political when people, so if there's always one thing that gets a lot of engagement on TikTok or whatever it's like from people it's like is it plantain or plantain you watch the comments blow up they'll be like what? oh that's so funny yeah. <laughs> that is thank so you funny. so much Connie I want to say no, thank, thank you. you um yeah as you know like it's just so nice to share this space with someone like you it makes me excited that like just opening up real conversations and stuff and the fact that yeah we've just got to keep pushing like it's mm. no one promised that it said it will be easy but I guess yeah. in a way it's just about having these like checkpoints and like a podcast like yourself I think you are creating a space to be able to reflect and know that and share the journey with so many other women and be like, you know what, I'm not on my own. And that's priceless. Like, So thank, thank you, you for coming into this space and creating like a podcast like this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And hopefully we can work on a campaign with a brand soon or something. We work with so many of the same companies, but haven't worked together. So I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, me too. No, that would be so good. Hopefully 2021 has more face-to-face. Yes. Than, like, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, I know you're right but thank you so much Connie thank you. I hope you're feeling much better now I know you said it's I am and stuff but yeah take yeah, it yeah no I am thank you don't forget to rate review and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female see you then Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.